Welcome or welcome back to this muddy sanctuary. I'm your co-host Bethany. I'm your co-host Katie. And we are joined today by Emily Rath. Yay! Yay! Hello, thanks for having me. We're so we are excited so to excited talk to you. you <laughs> and can I just say that I thoroughly enjoy all of your TikToks. I was actually scrolling through my For You page right before like everybody jumped on and you just yeah. keep popping up. I swear, <laughs> whatever you're doing, the algorithm freaking loves you. <laughs> I, yes, I do not know what has happened. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what has happened to me with my TikTok account. I, I went through several months of feeling like I had been blacklisted, you know, where it's like, it's like, how do you have like 20,000 followers and a hundred views on a video? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> But yeah, there was a long stretch there of, it was like me, myself and I, oh. and right now the, the algorithm being generous. So yes. I'm riding that wave. And you're blowing up all over Facebook too. That's how I came across your book is I'm in like a ton of the different smut groups. And it seemed like every time someone would have like a, Hey, I want a book with this in it. Someone would be like, read pucking around. And I was like, does this book just have like every trope ever in it? <laughs> when you write an M M F M, like it's got, it's got like the only thing it doesn't have. I don't know trope alert or whatever. The only thing it doesn't have is like accidental pregnancy. Yeah, You're not gonna find this book or orc. No, we were mentioning orcs. Before we started recording. No orcs. No accidental pregnancy. But anything else? This game. Yes. Like that's why I grabbed it because I would see someone ask for like this like off the wall thing, and so I'd be like, "Oh, read pucking around," and then I would scroll down to the very next post, and we would ask for something else like way off, away from like what had just been asked. And like, "Oh, you need to read pucking around," and I was like, "Okay, okay, I need to get this book." You need to understand what's happening. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Facebook one in particular, uh, as an author, is I'm nervous on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like TikTok, I, I'm totally fine and comfortable on TikTok. But with Facebook in particular, so many of those spaces are reader centric mm-hmm. as they are. And so, like, when I get tagged and stuff, or I just kind of try and avoid them, mm-hmm. or like, I'm fly on the wall in Facebook groups and stuff because they don't like they don't want authors self-wrecking right they don't want right so I've been kind of like oh neat like I didn't know a lot of what was happening in Facebook mm-hmm. until people were like have you seen what's happening because I just I, as an author I just try and stay out of those mm-hmm. spaces a um, but yeah it's been wild it's been <laughs> a wild seven weeks for me so yeah because it only came out March 20th yeah yeah. Oh, and when I checked, when I first downloaded the book, you had, I think, 4,600 reviews on Amazon. And that was, I want to say like two weeks ago. And you're already at almost 10,000 reviews on just Amazon I, alone. And that is insane. I, just insane. I know. It's, it's absolute bananas. The way that readers have taken to this book, shared it. You know, the Facebook groups have been amazing. Book talk has been amazing. Like I, I talked about it in the talk I did this morning, like life change. My life has changed in seven weeks. My life has changed for the first time in my adult life. I'm going to have one job and it's going to be writing these hockey romances, (laughs) like uh, not just hockey romances, uh, but you know, I've had, I have a second job. I'm 
university professor. Oh, I've wow. Been very how hard that has been to juggle two careers at once. It's like nine to five, I'm Professor Emily, and then five to 3 a.m., I'm full-time author Emily. And so it's been absolutely exhausting. That like, sounds just, like it. If something didn't give, she was going to implode like a dying star. So <laughs> the fact that this has finally blown up the way that it has, it's like, it's freed me. Oh, right? yes. Um, I love and that. So it's, it's been a, it's been a tough seven weeks. It's been an emotional, I've, I've made some other posts about it of kind of grieving who I was. Cause I was, I was going up for tenure. Like, oh my I, goodness. Like I was sitting here having to talk to my department chair of like, I don't want tenure. I want to go write about hockey. <laughs> so <laughs> they like, knew about the books and everything at where you they, were teaching. A couple of my colleagues did. Yeah. So I had talked to them. It's like one of my colleagues and I'm a political scientist. One of my colleagues that does a lot of our law courses, she actually worked in the publishing industry as a lawyer. So as I was doing stuff like looking over agent contracts and things like that, she was, she has been kind of in on the inside and a couple of my other colleagues kind of tangentially knew like, is this you, you know? Um, but I haven't been like out and open or you're mm-hmm. just like running around the hallways being like, I publish on the side. <laughs> um, it's, it was just kind of my COVID hobby. And then it exploded from there as I tried to take myself seriously with it. You, um, you can really tell by the quality of the writing, one, how seriously you take it and two, how educated you are. It, it comes across very clearly in your writing. Sometimes we read stuff and we're like, that probably should have had like three more editors. But you, um, that was that was amazing. Your book was phenomenal. Absolutely. Thank you. And honestly, when it when we say we could not stop getting recommended it, it was it was insane. And I'm so happy for you that, you know, you were able to experience all this. Um, I know we touched on in a little bit um, of the contents of the book, but just before we get too deep into the plot and what's happening with Rachel and her guys, I do want to go over yeah. some triggers and everything so that everybody mm-hmm. knows so they can skip out on this if it's not for you and your headspace right now. Um, so Emily, mm-hmm. do you want to take this? Yeah. So if you think of um, overall premise of the book, this is a why choose. Um, it is a why choose polyamorous. It's MMFM for people that are unfamiliar. That does mean that there will be queer content in the sense that two of those M's form a relationship. So there, it's four people in a poly unit by the end of the book. Um, so it's four different relationships that you're juggling. It's a hockey romance. It's a workplace romance. Rachel is brought in as a doctor for the team. Um, And so it's two players, a defenseman, a goalie, Rachel is the doctor, and then the equipment manager. So all four of them work on the team. So that becomes, you know, a minor form of conflict of like, we're not supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. There are rules. I'm your doctor. You're a patient, that kind of thing. Um, So workplace romance adds a little bit of angst. Um, and then in terms of uh, triggers or content warning, there's lots of kinks in this book. Um, <laughs> all of that is listed because it's four people with four very different personalities. Yes. So I don't typically, do you want me to like list some of the kinks or do you want me um, to just say, go to my website? Yeah. Or, or, so um, if you guys, because sometimes Kindle Unlimited or your Kindle might start you um, on 
just the first page of the chapter. So if you go to page mm-hmm. nine, if you're on like Kindle Unlimited, um, or if you just scroll back, there is a tropes, tags, and content warnings. Uh, if you mm-hmm. guys want a full list, um, but we, we typically don't have to list them all right here if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Katie, I think, listed in our last episode, I did cut some of it out. Um, but <laughs> she was waiting on my internet to restart, which is why I'm in a different location today than normal. Um, because my internet absolutely is crazy. I live in the middle of nowhere. Um, while she was re- waiting on that, she read off a few of the tags and uh, trigger warnings because we know sometimes people read trigger warnings to decide whether or not they're going to read the book. Uh, so I might yeah. include that here because we do have the audio. <laughs> We're listing off like yeah. everything. I yeah. <laughs> super duper loved that you had tags in like right before the content warnings. It brought me back to like old like fanfiction.net or like AO3 days where it's like super funny tags and I also loved that you added all their star signs in there because I read that in the the beginning when I was doing the content warnings for the last episode and I was like I love that she added those and it wasn't until I got like super into the book that I realized why they were added in there when Rachel's like you're such a I'm a a double cancer I love that. Or, yeah. yeah. Like, you're literally dragging me right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> such a Taurus. Oh, no, that's, and that's Omari the Aries. You're such an Aries. Uh, Jake is too Taurus to function is the joke. And, <laughs> but yeah, so that's a lot of fun. That's actually been funny is I had early on, like even in my arc reading process, that was kind of funny of people being like, ugh. That's so, like you can tell like the anti-Zodiac people. Oh, yeah. Like, so I don't like that she did that or whatever. And it's like, just... But it's fun. It's, like, it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Is it I mean, fun? Even if you're not like, an astrology girly, like, I think that it's fun to know the character's zodiac signs. Exactly. Personally. I love that. Yeah. So, but that was kind of funny. Being like, I hate she did that. It's like, I'm not changing it. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Just scroll past it. Yes. <laughs> so I we think- have to know, like, did you grow up around hockey? Like, what was the draw to hockey romance? The I, not really, no. no. I didn't grow up with hockey. I grew up in Kentucky, northern Kentucky. And so I was actually a horse girly. Oh, I um, love it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> also super expensive hobby. Um, but yeah, so I'm a horse girly. I do have, though, my family is from Minnesota. So, like, tangentially, I've okay. been, like, gentle to hockey my family up in soda is super into it my mom's best friend all three of her boys were junior league into minor league like one of them i think currently is playing in sweden you know so there's been like adjacent connectivity for me for me my right. whole life but really what dove me into doing the writing of it was i was reading hockey romances mm-hmm. so i have a big thing of when i'm writing i cannot read in the genre that i'm writing so like when i was writing my regency romances i cannot read a regency romance it's too much right something else to put my brain into so the two things that i picked up while i was doing my regencies i went deep down a finley fen orc romance hole and then i started reading hockey romances and I just loved, I devoured, I was reading like S.J. Tilly, the whole Helena Hunting series, the first one and the second one, uh, Samantha Whiskey, both of her series. So it was just like, I, I think in like seven days, I read like 18 Samantha oh Whiskey. Oh my God. 
oh my gosh somebody sedated and it was like it was so fun I loved the idea of as a writer building out a world like that mm-hmm. of the interconnected universe of interconnected standalones so it was kind of floating in my head and what I realized when I was on book talk is I would make content about the books I was reading the hockey books I was reading and they would do really well mm-hmm. and so author kind of the business brain was like there is a market mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. that I could write in and so I it was just kind of an idea that was sitting back there nothing was fully formed about me writing a hockey romance or a hockey romance series it was in the back of the brain mm-hmm. and then I saw one Seattle Kraken TikTok and it was a TikTok that highlighted their equipment managers and it was like the entire plot of pucking around dropped like a coconut onto my head oh my of it God. was like because I saw this equipment manager and I was like wouldn't that be cool if an equipment manager right because it's always a player right a player mm-hmm. and it's a woman or if it's an mm it's mm-hmm. a player and a guy and I was like oh, that would be cool something new that I haven't really seen mm-hmm. is not a player but it's still a hockey right that's where it started and within about like 15-ish minutes of seeing this one Seattle practice TikTok it was like oh, an equipment manager and it's a why choose because he's in love with one of the players and it's a secret love it's like friends to lovers slow burning you know and so it's like it all fell into my head within about 15 minutes Caleb had a name his name never changed it was just like this is what's happening and I was like I'm writing a why choose hockey romance and an equipment manager is going to be in it and he's going to be in love with the player and they're going to be in love with her and then I was like who's the third guy who's the third guy I was like of course it's a goalie of course it's the goalie like of course it's a goalie and then once I made him finish I was like oh we're done we're done like this is happening so it was fun but that's where that's how it happened one TikTok boom with coconut I was really hoping you were going to make a snowball joke how it like snowballed <laughs> from there? Ah, uh, it snowballed from there. Yeah, that's been that has been pretty surprising to me. My chapter fifty five, fifty six, uh, spice. People have lost their bananas over it, which is a ton of fun. Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, there's my snowballing. <laughs> I think I did. I think I did mention that on the last episode when I was going mm-hmm. through the content warnings that I mentioned snowballing and I was like, I don't know if I can read this, but it was really good. It was really good. It wasn't, I thought it was going to be really gross. It was not, it was not, I was not expecting that scene. Yeah. No, same. I, well, I think I just had come of off of reading um, Corinne Rochelle's new book, the, oh gosh, what is it? The villains. Oh, oh, Dang it. The gentlemen prefer villains. Yes. Gentlemen prefer villains. And there's some snowballing in that. And there's snowballing in the first one. So I feel like I I was just like, wow, there's a theme in like every book I'm reading right now. (laughs) (laughs) Unexpected. (laughs) Uh, We have to talk about the goalie, though. We have to give because almost every uh, TikTok that I've seen that is a reader, I feel like Ilmari is that how we say Ilmari Ilmari is a standout to be a favorite (laughs) and I feel like he just deserves his moment he's polarizing because a lot of the early feedback I got and 
I was actually going to make a TikTok about it kind of called like your monogamy is showing Mm -hmm. of it's really interesting to see how, because a lot of my readers, this is their first why choose. Mm -hmm. Some of these are out here playing fast and loose. This is their first why choose and their first hockey romance and their first MM. Like, oh man, jumping in the deep end. This is a journey for you. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) But yeah, so with Ilmari, He's actually been pretty polarizing of a lot of readers were giving me feedback, like going so far as to come into my DMs to say that they felt like he was unnecessary to the plot and I should have written What? Him out. No. And I was just like, who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Number one, the book's already published. I'm not editing him out. Oopsie. Number two, who hurt you? <laughs> he's not, he's important. He's, I think the thing with Ilmari is, Ilmari's plot changes this from a classic reverse harem mm-hmm. style white shoe to a truly polyamorous white shoe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because what people want in a reverse harem typically is they either want them only interested in her mm-hmm. or they want all, all of, them. of them together. And that's just not real polyamory. Polyamory is messier than that. Mm-hmm. And so the the scales in my story, at least where it ends in fucking around. The scales are balanced for them. Mm -hmm. But if what you are wanting is perfect equality across all of them, all their relationships being the same, they're not. Mm -mm. But that's real life. You know, that's real life. And that's what real polyamory relationships like. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are like, I don't like him because Mm -hmm. he's not in, in the same way the other guys are in. And it's like, but that's a huge plot point. (laughs) So we even make it they're happy with it. Mm-hmm. He's happy with yeah. it. She's happy with it. So it's like their scales are perfectly balanced for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just don't like the way that they're balanced. Right. Yeah. For the, it's balanced, you know? So that was very interesting. Of that's been the big pushback. Don't like Ilmari because he's not in all play. Right. But I I, really I, like- I loved how realistic it it felt to to what I would assume true polyamory is, including jealous feelings and arguments and miscommunications and then recommunicating and and trying to like find how you all fit in the way that you fit. Yeah, and the reality of metamors, right? Yes. The fact that not everyone is a full partner. You can have a partner and you can have a metamor so your partner can have a partner that's not your partner, you know? Like this is mm-hmm. this is real life these relationships look like so I was really pleased that I had so many different polyamorous readers be like thank you like they like the dynamic because they're like this is real it's Mm -hmm. messy it's complicated but as long as partners believe it's balanced it is and it's not for us to say it's not Mm -hmm. you know so it was an interesting I've never done one this way before all my other white chooses have been everyone's all in right full polyam pretzels this is not that where we end up fucking around. It's not that. Um, I can say if it did upset you or if you felt like you wished you could see more, need fucking ever after. Um, because not everyone's queer journey is the same. Mm-hmm. And not everyone can just be like, oh, I've decided I like this now. So what we see with Ilmari is he's on a journey. It's mm-hmm. a long process. He's in his polyamorous for almost like three years before you see some of that change in him. Mm-hmm. That's just a 
life. That's just life and absolutely how we grow and how we change. And in defense of Omari not being in or a part of the unit, I'd just like to say, like, he he feels like those guys are his family. Mm-hmm. Like, he has, that is fulfilling to him, whereas Rachel is, like, sexually fulfilling to him as, all, as well as, you know, romantically and everything. But, like, mm-hmm. in relationships and from what I can see from, like, polyamorous um, relationships and everything, like, and Rachel says this in the book, I'm pretty sure, um, is that everybody fulfills a different need to that person mm-hmm. and not everybody can be fulfill that same need. And for Ilmari, those guys fulfill something in him. And we see when he defends Jake um, or Caleb, I can't remember who it is, um, but to his teammates and saying like that, that chirping about what's happening mm-hmm. right now with these it's players, like that's not going to stand like those guys are my family and you're not going to talk about them. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's his role. Yeah. Yeah. What people need different things Mm -hmm. in relationships. You saw with Ilmari is a person that's just kind of utterly alone, right? He's utterly alone. He's a goalie in life and in fact, right. If that's Mm -hmm. what I was kind of imagery, I was kind of trying to play with Ilmari is he is completely closed off. His entire life is about keeping things out Mm-hmm. And so he's just so isolated, so alone. And so Rachel just comes in with a hammer and just starts. <laughs> You're going to let me in. Yes. <laughs> let me in. And then these boys come in. And so then it's like Jake. And so by the time we're into fucking ever after, it's like Jake's hugging him and kissing on him. And, you know, it's like they're family mm-hmm. and they love each other. You're mine. You're mine now. This is done. Mm-hmm. I like for Jake too, it's like, I have room in my heart. I love, there's a conversation that they have in the car, Jake and Omari, as they're like driving home and Jake's like, what are you doing? Like, are you in or are you out? I've opened the door. I want you in, you know, so mm-hmm. you get these good conversations. Like, I don't want sex from you. I'm not romantically interested in you, but I want you here. Right. Decide if you want to be here, you know? Yeah. Um, they, they have the, those communications. Bro um, bonding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to build out the different kinds of relationship in this book. Cause it'll be so, so different in book two. Cause it's just too, right. Cause it's, it's actually, just MF, right? That's an MF. Yeah. It's actually my first MF. Oh, <laughs> gosh. And so I'm like, I'm weirdly nervous. Like it seems so silly to be like, I'm nervous. The stakes have never been higher. I have, <laughs> I have to write Vincing MF because the only other book I've published that's two people, it was an MM. So it's just a completely different kind of story, right. dynamic. Um, I don't really count that one night is just MF, but it's Jake and Rachel. Right. Know what it mm-hmm. turned into, you know, um, but yeah, Pucking Wild is book two uh, in the series and it's MF. And so it's just like, stakes have never been higher. <laughs> Do you have like an estimated release date for that one? I, I can't remember if I checked or not. Yeah, so it currently is slated for mid-August. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right around my I birthday. If I get it done sooner, mm-hmm. I'll release it sooner. That typically is what I do. But I have the whole summer essentially mm-hmm. now. That That's all I've got on my agenda is doing that. Um, so, yeah, that'll be coming out mid-August or earlier. Um, and then I do have uh, a little teeny tiny 5,000 word novella 
that's coming out in the Queer and Cute anthology at the end of June. Oh, So the pre-orders are up for that. It's super fun. It's a collection of authors. They're all beat cutes and they feature queer love in all the different forms, however people, however the author is defining it. So mine is going to be the meet cute of Harrison and Somchai. So oh my gosh, read- yes! <laughs> so if you read that one night, you know that Harrison is Rachel's twin brother. And so this takes us about three years earlier than that one night. And it's going to be real short, 5,000 words, a meet cute for Harrison and Somchai. Um, so it's based in Seattle. He, Harrison meets Somchai at his food truck, right? He has a Thai food truck company. Um, super cute, super fun. Just like a little one shot, 5,000 words, but that'll be in the Queer and Cute anthology. I went ahead and um, added it to my, my Amazon list. It's already in there. <laughs> I had to get it. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's several other authors that are in it. I think um, the one that comes to mind, I'm super excited to read. It's um, uh, she does the Boobies and Newbies podcast. I know it's Kelly, but I'm going to blank on her last name. Reynolds? It's not pulling up the whole book Kelly, description. Um, but so she's got one that looks like a lot of fun of, um, it's two women that like meet on a plane. <laughs> like, yeah, it's got kind of a sporty romance vibe. I think one of them is like a soccer coach or something like that. Um, but the description that she had, I was like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. And they're all only 5,000 words. So they're just like quick little one shots. Um, steamy, cute. They're all cute. So it's just like, oh, I need this energy. I need meet cute energy. I love it. I um, love it. I so love that. You know, all of those can yeah. just bolster your Goodreads goal. Yes, Absolutely. you can count them individually if you're trying to <laughs> yeah. meet that. Yes. Just saying, we're proving it now. Just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I think there's like there. I think there's over ten of us in it. I think there's maybe thirteen or fifteen mm. of us. In there's it. a button. I'm. It finally pulled up the full description. Hold on. One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Sorry, I can't count. <laughs> 15, 16, 17, 18. Oh, there's way more. Than 7, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34. 34. <laughs> and it is 15. <laughs> oh and gosh. it is it is Kelly what? Reynolds. Reynolds, yeah, Reynolds, yeah. Because I knew Kelly. I've I've been on the Boots and Newbies. Um super fun podcast too, but I'm, I love I'm that. I'm gonna have to names. check that podcast out just off the names. <laughs> I always have um, to like double check an author when oh, I'm like absolutely. trying to recommend a book. I'm like, I don't even remember who wrote it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm terrible. Um, I did want to back up just a little bit because I know you said <laughs> that you don't um, read anything inside your genre uh, when you're working on a particular book and you're working on the second book in the series now. So I want to know, what are you reading now? Like, what are you currently yeah, so honestly, with all of the chaos of my life, I'd say in the past like month, I haven't read anything. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> that is so fair. Mom. That is so real. <laughs> um, the the last books though that I read and devoured, I was down a little bit of a rabbit hole with um, college MM high angst by awakening stories. <laughs> so <laughs> I read like Eve Wilder has this amazing series interconnected standalone so uh, like christmas eve is when i read want me by neve wilder and then i just was like 
hungover all Christmas Day from this book. (laughs) The angst is so high. And it's just like the cutest little MM by awakening college romance. So cute. Um, And then I read For the Fans by Nyla Kay, which is in a very similar vein. The idea of by awakening, that's a little bit more taboo. That's a stepbrother's romance. Um, And then... I'm trying to think. I was even pulling up as soon as you were like, we're going to ask you what you read. I was <laughs> like, let me pull up. No, seriously. I panic at the um, end of every episode because I'm like, oh, I'm still reading that one book I said I was reading last episode. No. Crap. <laughs> yeah. I. Those are the main ones that I've read recently. I tend to also do like some rereads. Like, so I have like some comfort reads that I'll just be like, I'm not quite ready to sleep. And so I'll just read a chapter or two of some comfort reads. Um, so one that I love is uh, Lovers by Fiona Cole. Um, it looks like one of the last ones up. I'm just like, oh, my Kindle. One of the last <laughs> I just had to pull was, mine up too. Yeah, Lola and the Millionaires. Oh, I'm sure that was yes. on a Thursday night or something being like, we'll just do a chapter or two. <laughs> it's like to help me, help me, lull me to sleep. <laughs> oh, so. I do want to ask, and I know I'm totally asking this out of order from my questions um, because you oh, mentioned like, Christmas Eve, and I know the book came out in March. When, what was your timeline writing, pucking around? Um, so I wrote it, I started writing it seriously in December. I pounded it out the month of June. Um, the full draft, which if you haven't noticed, uh, it's 200,000 word book. So it's huge. Um, it's a chunk. It's yeah, a chunk. It's a chunk. <laughs> It reads fast though in yeah, my yes. defense. It I agree. <laughs> oh yeah, I read it in like a four hundred page sprint and then a three hundred page sprint. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's two books in one because it really is kind of the Rachel Jake Caleb story and the Rachel Amari story that yes. went into the Rachel Jake Caleb Amari story. You know, um, I didn't find a good place to split it. I didn't think of anything that was going to be like a cliffhanger right. in the middle. Yeah. I was like, God, I'm just going to give you one book. Yeah. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. So that's what happens. Um, but yeah, so I wrote it in January and then I heavily edited it February through March, right up to the end of publishing it in March. Um, I tend to be pretty clean when I draft, honestly. Uh, so I have a pretty good process. I have one alpha reader that I work with when I'm deep into that first drafting process. And I'm a pretty clean drafter. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot that has to be done in terms of like copy edit cleaning and things mm-hmm. like that. Gotcha. But it really is more about developmental editing, big picture editing. Um, and then once I have a draft done, I bring in betas. And so then that's the process of once the betas have it, then we go in and clean mm-hmm. and, we, and we, you know, stuff gets trimmed out and moved and um, added in some cases so yeah I with this being what my sixth sixth book project seventh book project um you kind of you get better at it each time right you, it the process gets smoother the way that the story comes out of my head like my brain just has the connections mm-hmm. it needs now it's cleaner right when I think of like beautiful things I kind of wrote that like beginning and end and then found the middle <laughs> <laughs> it was like don't really do that anymore I write much more linearly mm-hmm. and and it just feels like a cleaner process but that's been a long process of me just becoming a better writer I think um 
better at the process of writing. No, I love to hear the process, so. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's different, you know. Oh, absolutely. I, the, I did a live, Facebook live with Jessa Wilder, and we were saying we both have such different processes. And even depending on the day, like even with my alpha reader, sometimes like she's real good at being kind of like, what do you need? today you know right. <laughs> it's like, and usually when she says that she's cluing me into being like she has some critical feedback to provide this was like what do you need where are we just give it to me can you know? i emotionally like, break you today <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and so she was like do you need praise what do you need and like whenever she does that she's cluing me in of like just give it <laughs> you know but our, our processes are so different and sometimes you know you got to know that you can take the criticism and and be ready to make the changes that you made mm -hmm. so better so absolutely fun times so what are you reading bethany what have you been reading lately besides this monster chunk book I will admit I really dedicated myself to reading this and then reading it once more uh, because I wanted to, you know, be sure that I had all my details correct. So I finished my reread about 10 a.m. this morning. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I think I finished reading it on Tuesday and then I uh, finished my reread. So uh, I haven't been reading anything else besides fucking around, but I have enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> it really it surprised me when I checked the page count because obviously like I knew it was a long book because it took me longer to read than most of them but I was very surprised to see that it was over double what my usual reads are because it's sitting at like 700 something 758 yeah. pages but it really does not feel like that it is no. very much something that you are going to want to devour like you just can't put this one down well and i mean i i i feel like oh in my defense when, <laughs> when you when you think of why chooses in particular like even think of like um the madison kate series mm -hmm. right madison kate that's a super popular why choose that's four books mm -hmm. that, yeah. are, that are all over 150k for four characters to have a single storyline mm -hmm. it's yeah. like the in it thinnest possible plot she has a stalker over four books right so it's like a thousand words and i did it in yeah. two hundred thousand <laughs> you know like ten thousand eight thousand um but that's just common with why chooses right you can't tell you can't tell these stories in eighty thousand words no four romances with convincing plot you cannot do it mm -mm. eighty thousand so i think also i had it kind of in my head i did with my Regency series that I did, I had the first two books in that series are essentially one book that splits with a cliffhanger in the middle. And so I took so much heat from people being like, there was no happily ever oh, after no. we had, you know, like they were so upset that they were like, you can't do this to us. We don't want to have to wait for a book too. And so then I was like, all right, well, here you, here go. you go. I'm giving you that once. And they're like, you can't do this to us. It's you it's have to split long. it. And yeah. I'm like, you can't. You, you can't, can't win both, you can't both ways. You don't, you don't want it together. I'm just gonna write my books, read them or don't. Exactly. <laughs> and we would highly recommend that you do. This is Absolutely. this is the one to pick up. <laughs> Thank you. But yes, yeah, so you just gotta commit to this is two books in one. This is a why choose duet 
a weirdly intertwined duet. That's a wide shoes. So no going in, you're basically getting a two for one deal. Absolutely. That's my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> on the edge with word length. And I feel like we're, um, we say this like every episode, but like there's also another Why Choose author that's around the same like word count. Um, but she's uh, more into like the fantasy genre and everything. So uh, mm-hmm. Becca Saylor, uh, which mm-hmm. I think her book this time with the orcs is just MF, right? That's not a Why yes. Choose, right? Katie? Yes. Yeah. I think this is her first one that's not that's Why not Choose. choose. Yeah. So, but um, the next one, the next one isn't a why choose, but it's um, a human husband and wife who add in an orc to the mix. Oh, a male orc to the mix, and they are all Bose. all together. Yes. But just, just saying, like I, I do know of one other author at least that's like. <laughs> Fuck the word count. Let's keep going. Oh, yeah. Her, her last book, not the orc one, but the last of the Succubus series, she literally had to split it into two books because it was so big it that was she so couldn't big. get it printed as one. Yeah. I mean, I, I have run into that a little bit with some people. If you, if you look on Amazon, like my, um, my one-star reviews on Amazon, half of them are people complaining that their book is falling apart. Oh, no. You know? I don't have a complaint about the book. I have a complaint about the physical book that it's so it's just an issue of you get you know sometimes poor quality with Amazon, which sucks. But yeah, don't really have control of part of it. But that thick book and all that spine, it's just they don't do the well. But yeah, I had noticed that the other day, and I was like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know how to troubleshoot that. I can't make Amazon. Oh yeah. I see. I'm looking through the reviews now, and yeah, almost all of yeah. the one stars are just. <laughs> the book is losing yeah. its pages, and I'm. If see, only, that's yeah, why I just read the, the digital copy, and then I get trophies. Yeah, <laughs> they can sit um, on the shelf. They can be used as a weapon. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. It's funny to see that one night and pucking around together. Because that one night is the thinnest. It's just a t- yeah. little, it's like two thousand word thing, and then bugging around is this brick. And so, like to see them together, like, I can see it up on your shelf, and it is so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, they're both up there. Yes. Oh my goodness! No, um, Katie, do you have any more questions? I don't have any more questions. Oh, I wanted to ask. Okay, so we see we see all the time where when authors want to bring in, they're like fancy character the one that's like exotic they're always russian right how did you choose finish for Ilmari? what like prompted i was very curious i'm a nosy nelly <laughs> yeah no there are there are layers to that um the first one being well, number one uh finland is a absolutely a giant in the sport of hockey they are currently gold medalists they are currently world champions they are one of the top five countries for hockey um and what i had noticed doing all of the hockey romance books that i read as you say you're either going to have it be a french canadian or a russian and i'm like excuse me where is the finnish representation they are the top right right so that was one layer is Finns deserve to have their representation (laughs) because they crush it in hockey 
The second layer is my family is Finnish on both sides of my family. Oh, my wow. heritage is Finnish. My grandmother grew up speaking Finn in the home. My grandfather on the other side, his job was to cut wood for the family's Friday sauna nights. You know, That's I so grew cool. up. Yeah, I grew up, you know, kind of eating my mother's, my grandmother's pula bread. And she was, she taught me, you know, the little words and phrases and stuff. And um, so it was very much a nod to my heritage, um, to him as being Finnish. Um, even his name, Ilmari Keenanen. Keenanen is a family name of oh, mine. Oh, I love that. And a couple of the other Finns in the book have family names of mine. And then the third layer is I like to, Within the, I call it the Emmerverse, my collection of all my wackadoodle stories. I've got Regency and hockey, and very soon I will have a Finnish medieval fantasy. Oh, um, shut that's up. a book. That, yeah, that's a book that is currently on submission for the trad market, and if no trad publisher picks it up, I'm just self-publishing it. Um, and so that Ilmari's name, his first name Ilmari, that is a nod to Finnish mythology. Um, Ilmarinen is one of the main um, uh, heroes in the Kalevala, which is the Finnish national epic. So he, his name and like his back tattoo, mm-hmm. all of that Kalevala, that is all a nod to this other book that I will be publishing. It's called North is the Night. And it's a, it's a FF slash FM medieval Finnish yes. fantasy. I call it Five Girls with Axes. Yes. It's so oh my God. Yes. Ah. <laughs> I'm so excited. They basically, one of them gets captured and taken to the Finnish underworld. And so then it becomes a process of the other best friend going on this epic Mm. adventure to wrestle her from the underworld. Um, So much fun. And so everything to do with Ilmari, his first name, his tattoos, all of that is a nod to the these other stories that are forthcoming if no trad publisher wants that they have no idea what readers want let me just say that because buy girls with axes i want that i want that who do i write to tell them that's exactly what i want (laughs) it has been sitting in their submission boxes since thanksgiving um and i will pick it shows you how long the trad publishing market takes it's just sitting in their inboxes we've gotten a couple of rejections but it's just sitting there. And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm just sitting here being like, oh, that could make me money. Right. Now. No, legit. People would yeah. read it. Um, so I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to get through because it's set in winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it would be a lot more fun to set it as a winter release. Because mm-hmm. like we're going into beach read summer. Right. We're wanting to read Emily Henry. They do not want to read about two girls surviving the depths of the Finnish winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, let's hold that puppy. <laughs> like, let's hold it for the winter where it will be much more well-received. I'll be then. keeping yes. my eyes open for by girls Absolutely. with Absolutely. And can yeah. I just say, like, how versatile, like, with the contemporary hockey romance, with the Regency romance, with the medieval romance, like, that is yeah. so great, like, having just that range. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's I am a mood reader mm-hmm. and I am a mood writer. My I joke, I you know, if you follow me on TikTok, I'm sure you've heard me, Bethany, talk about chaos brain. <laughs> <laughs> I have chaos brain, and that's where I've been trying to brand myself. Like my friends and I came up with this idea of the Emily verse of it's just like my tagline is fall in love a thousand ways. Of like oh, I, can't, I love that. I can't get 
I can't be the small town romance mm-hmm. author. I can't be the hockey romance author. I would, I would burn out. Mm-hmm. I, I have to, there's too much. Mm-hmm. I enjoy too much. There's too much I want to read. There's too much I want to write. So that's what I've been trying to do is like brand, like enter the Emily verse. Yes. There's something for everyone. There's MM Omega verse. There's hockey romance. There's soon to be medieval Finnish fantasy, right? Like, um, so hopefully as I build out the backlist, people mm-hmm. will understand it more, mm-hmm. you know, of like, there really is something for everyone. It's a mood reader's dream. I know? love it. Oh, but it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough to break in this way. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's tough to build out a brand this way instead of right. going around pigeonholing myself, you know, um, but I've gone too far now. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. This is the brand. I do everything. (laughs) I, I absolutely love that. And if, if there's not any more questions, um, you know, just plug all of your socials. I want everybody to know where to find you and, uh, what you've got coming next and what we can look for. I know we just talked about a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, I uh, I am most active on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I do have a Facebook group as well. If you go to any of my socials, you can find in my link tree. Mm-hmm. You can find whatever you can find my Spotify there. You can find my website there. Um, I have a Twitter. I'm literally never on it. Um, so I joke. It's like, follow me here. Don't follow right. me. Here. <laughs> um, I do have one. Um, but yeah, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I, I try and be very approachable with readers. So readers drop in my DMs and we have nice chats and then super active on TikTok as well. Um, and then in my Facebook group, that's been fun. I try and do live events. I do giveaways. Like like tonight I'm going to a ECHL game. I invited, I said the first five people to say yes are going to get tickets. Oh, and so I'm bringing- Oh my gosh. That, but the, all that's through my Facebook group, right? Yes. So it's just, they're like, yes. <laughs> so give me, give me, give me. <laughs> Uh, it's the playoff games for our Jacksonville Icemen are in the second round of the playoffs for the Kelly Cup. So doing that tonight. So just fun, like fun, chaotic. Um, Facebook group has been a ton of fun. We've got chats that people are in that uh, have very different vibes to them, right? So some people are in like the Regency chat room mm-hmm. and others are in like talking uh, around. <laughs> like let's do pink quizzes together, right? So it's like, it's been really fun to see how the group has grown and they're mm-hmm. kind of finding friend groups within the group. Mm-hmm. It's been really cool, really organic. Um, so the Facebook group is a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, That's otherwise fun. the up next for me, I've got the anthology I said in June. Hucking Wild is coming in August, if not sooner. I have audiobooks that will be releasing all through the next several months. I have my last audiobook coming out, I think like next week for All Cut Hall, which is the third book in my Regency series. So that would be all three of those will now be out on audio. And then every other book that I have is coming there. It's in production now. Um, so I should have some news as well. I have, I, this can be an exclusive to your podcast. <laughs> I got my very first foreign rights deal. So I can't tell you yet where, but that was a big author milestone for me. So a country has bought foreign rights. This is my first one of those. Um, so it will soon be available. Uh, the hockey series will soon be available 
another language. Oh so, my God. Oh my God. So I'm so excited so for you. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. So more, more things like that are coming and happening. And um, I'll be launching a store next week uh, if people want like around merch. Oh my things God. Like that. Yes. Oh my gosh. People are going to go nuts for that. Stickers, <laughs> artworks, things like that. So yeah, busy. We, we are busy over here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us, Emily. I yeah. I absolutely enjoyed talking with you. Um, you guys know where to find Katie and I at the Smutty Sanctuary on TikTok, at the Smutty Sanctuary on Instagram. And stay tuned because we might have some merch coming soon. So uh, stay tuned Bye. for that. But thank you guys so, so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye.